Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Sussman. This is the Another Chance Daily Devotion, and thank you for joining me. I'm reading from a book called The Holiest of All by Andrew Murray. We're going to be into this for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad you're joining me for these podcasts, these episodes. This book is written to us by Andrew Murray. It's all about the book of Hebrews, 500 plus pages. And it's been illuminating for me. I'm, I've been a believer, a follower of Jesus, Yeshua, for many, many years. I got saved, as it were, uh, when I was 20 years old. It's rather interesting. I, I was 10 years old. I saw some very tragic things involving a couple, three people, one of them my best friend, or certainly one of my best friends who was killed by an automobile. And I, was, I grew up in a secular household, uh, all I knew was we were Jewish. As my dad said, we're Jewish, damn it. But there was no no training in, in Judaism per se, no talk of God in the house. But I remember after that terrible experience, and I was a pallbearer for this little friend's funeral, I remember after this terrible experience, I cried out to God. I wanted to know him. I did not want to go to hell. And it is, isn't it interesting, that was when I was 10, Eight years later, finally, finally, somebody told me about Jesus. It was it was a girl that uh, we, we were we were simply just friends, but we were we were delightful friends. We had a wonderful summer together. This was before I went to college, and she was the first person to tell me about Jesus. It was I I'd, I'd never known anybody who said they were a Christian who knew Jesus. I'd met many Christians, but no one described it as a personal relationship as she did. And I remember she just she just planted a seed in my heart. And so that was it. I, my prayer from eight years before was finally being answered through this, this young woman who told me about Jesus for the very first time. And then I went to college and my life started to unravel. And there was another girl that was used to tell me about Jesus, and she had a little more time, and she was able to share with me the scriptures, opened up the Bible, told me about Jesus. My eyes were just, I couldn't believe what I was reading about Jesus. I had all these misconceptions about Jesus. And again, my eyes were just open to the truth, and it was sometime after that, it took, took a little while, but sometime after that, I finally prayed got on my knees and prayed after someone sent me, I mean, actually it was this, this woman's dad had sent me a little pamphlet called The Four Spiritual Laws. And I got down on my knees and I said, oh Jesus, please come into my life. Just take over. And things grew from there. But it's been many, many years and I've read the book of Hebrews so many times and it's never really... You know how you read words sometimes and they're just words on a page and you kind of glaze over and move on. So many parts of the Bible are like that. Hebrews was one of those books. Romans was another. But this book by Andrew Murray called The Holiest of All about the book of Hebrews has just been so enlightening. And that's where we are. 
for these many, many episodes of the Another Chance podcast. I'm literally reading from this book and sharing a few thoughts along the way. Friends, I'm convinced these are the last days. You can read Revelation 13. It talks about not being able to buy or sell without a mark on your hand or your forehead. We've gotten so used to the little gun pointed to our head and our, our, our temperatures being taken. That's normal now. Some of you have been asked for proof of vaccination. Some of you have the little card showing you've been vaccinated. Well, there are, there are cards that are being produced that are forgeries, and now the authorities are picking up on that. So their next plan of action, and this is actually a plan of action that was, I've, I've written about this at briansussman.com. I've written about this in a, a publication called WorldNet Daily. And uh, this has been well-funded by uh, people like Bill Gates. It's being pushed by the World Economic Council. It's the whole idea of vaccine tattoos that would prove invisible ink, that would be able to prove that you have had the vaccine or vaccines, plural, the boosters and all of that. And that proof of vaccination would not be seen unless you had your hand or forehead scanned. I think that's where we're going next. I think that there's going to be a lockdown. Indeed, even as we speak, people are being fired from their business, from their place of work because they don't have the vaccine. A religious exemption will no longer work because you're a spreader. You're unclean. My gosh, you can't even watch a sporting event on TV these days without being told you've got to get vaccinated. So this is the day in which we live. And aside from vaccinations and masks, mandates, regulations, we have Christians being slaughtered like we've never seen before in this country. The persecution is on, not just from communist regimes, but from the radical Muslims. And that's why we need to dig into the word. That's why we need to pray to the creator, the upholder of all things, the heir of all things, the one who is the finisher of our faith, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father. Book of Hebrews. I'm going to dive in right now. Verse 4, chapter 1. Having become so much better than the angels, as he hath inherited a more excellent name than they, for unto which the angels said, He at any time, Thou art my son. I'll back up on that. For unto which of the angels said, He at any time, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. These are quotes from the Old Testament scripture. The Jews would hear these and say, Whoa, they're using the Old Testament, the prophets? To talk about Jesus? Well, it's all true. Because this book, Hebrews, was written to Messianic Jews, the first Messianic Jews. When they saw these scriptures relating to Jesus in their book, the Jewish Bible, what we call the Old Testament, uh, their hearts were smitten. My gosh, this is him. It's Jesus. Andrew Murray writes, The superior excellence of the New Testament above the old consists in this, that God has spoken to us, 
and wrought salvation for us in his Son. The whole epistle, the book of, of Hebrews, the whole epistle is the unfolding of the glory of the person and work of the Son. The more completely we apprehend this and have our heart permeated by it, the better we shall apprehend the completeness of the salvation God has now provided to us. To know Jesus in his glory is the great need, the only safeguard, the only sure growth of the Christian life. Friends, he is faithful. He was faithful to me when I was 10. It took eight years, but finally somebody told me about Jesus. And then a a few short months later, somebody else told me about Jesus and opened up to me his word. And then somebody said, it's not just enough to to say, yeah, Jesus is a great guy. Yes, I believe he's the Messiah. You've got to pray and surrender to him. All this happened for me within a year. It was awesome. God finally answered my prayer from when I was 10 because he's faithful and just. And he's faithful and just to you as well. There is often, Andrew Murray writes, there is often no better way of knowing a thing than by placing it in contrast with what is less perfect. Our epistle would teach us the glory of the New Testament by placing it in contrast with the old, especially with those who were its great mediators and representatives. It shows us the superiority of Jesus over the angels, over Moses, over Joshua, over Abraham, Levi, Aaron, and it begins with the angels. Having become so much better than the angels, he hath inherited a more excellent name than they. The angels were but creatures. They showed signs of heavenly power. They spoke words of heavenly truth, and they still do to this day. But as creatures, they could not bring down the life of God itself, nor truly reach into the life of man. I have neighbors who say, I have a neighbor who says, I believe in the angels. Well, that's a start. That's a start. They may show signs, heavenly power, speak words of heavenly truth, but they can't save. It is the superiority of the Son to the angels the writer is going to prove in this first chapter by a series of quotations from the Old Testament Scripture. We must not, however, only regard these as so many proof texts for the divinity of our Savior, but as a divine revelation of the glory of that divinity in its various aspects. At the very commencement of his argument, the author will prove how the Old Testament had all along borne witness to the glory of God's Son, as the great thought in God's revelation to man ever since the first place in God's heart. Ever since it had the first place in God's heart. My friends, ere we proceed to study the text themselves, it is of great importance that we notice how the writer of Hebrews uses them. When the Lord on earth, or Paul, cites the Old Testament, They say, Moses says, or David says, or the prophets say, our epistle mostly quotes the words as coming from the lips of God himself. We keep reading in this epistle, he saith, he saith, he saith, the Holy Ghost saith. 
Scripture has two sides, the human side and the divine. We see it throughout Scripture. That's what makes it so interesting. We see ourselves in the Scriptures. Fallen man. The knowledge of all that can illustrate the Scripture as human compositions has very great value, but it is still more important never to forget the divine side and to be full of the conviction that Scripture is indeed God's Word, that God Himself, through His Spirit, spoke in the prophets, and that it has power. It has power. It has the very power of God dwelling in it. The power of God, the Word of God. The other lesson from these verses that we just read from Hebrews is that the divine thoughts deposited in the Old Testament are a seed of the Holy Spirit and they're unfolded by that same Spirit in the New. It is God who must shine in our hearts to give the knowledge of His glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Christ is the Word Christ is the Word of God. He speaks to us as coming out of the depth of God's heart, a living person. It is only the heart that yields to be led by the Holy Spirit. The heart that yields to be led by the Spirit can expect to profit by the teaching of the Word and to truly know Jesus in His divine saving power. You know, a lot of people know the Bible. There are a lot of theologians who can quote scripture and tell you about this and tell you about that, but they do not know God. I have known other people who know God personally. They have surrendered their life to him and they're just learning the scripture for the first time. They don't know Hebrews from Shmebrews. They don't know the books of the Bible. They're just learning, but oh, they know Jesus. And with each word, each passage, each verse, each book that they read, their faith deepens as they surrender more and more to Him. The life and the power and the blessing, the glory of the Son of God, the power of salvation, this is given to none but those who wait humbly on God's Spirit to teach them. Oh, teach us, Holy Spirit. Teach us, teach us. Fill us, Holy Spirit, to overflowing. Teach us your word, Lord. Help us to surrender, to cast our cares before you. Forget about ourselves and concentrate on you and worship you. Not just in word, Lord, But indeed, oh, thank you for saving us. Oh, yes. And thank you for sitting at the right hand of the Father where we can boldly come before you and have access to you, the creator, the upholder, the heir of all things, the finisher of our faith. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us of all righteousness. Thank you for hearing every prayer. in these last days. In Jesus' name.